0: Italian Wine Podcast Chin with Italian Wine People
1: Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Aldin. My guest today is Francesca Coppola from Cantina Pizzolato. Welcome, Francesca.
0: Thank you, Monty. Hello, everybody.
1: So, Francesca, what's your role at Cantina Pizzolato?
0: Uh, My role uh, is sales manager. I'm one of the two sales managers. I work closely to the export manager, Sabrina, managing uh, mainly our export customers
1: where, where is the estate then the name of the estate and where is it
0: our estate our organic winery is in Villorba in Treviso province in the flourished countryside of Treviso province in the art of Prosecco DOC area
1: when was it founded
0: the company was founded in 1981, when the current owner joined the company with his father. So, Settimo Pizzolato, the current owner, started the company uh, with an organic management with his father, Gino. Uh, we are, in fact, in, this year celebrating 40th anniversary of organic farming. Uh, the whole production has been certified organic then in 1991, when in Italy actually uh, there were the certifier companies who started officially certifying the the wine so it was quite an easy process that actually because we already had all uh, organic management in our winery we gained also in 2012 the vegan certification for all our wines so the whole production when you talk about pizzolato wines is 100% certified organic and vegan and this was practically one of the um, of the owner's desire to make uh, wines for all and to be affordable for all. And then the result of this process is like uh, a new winery uh, inaugurated in 2016 uh, with a sustainable concept that is mainly like uh, inspired by the philosophy of the of the owner this is the fifth generation of pizzolato family so this is practically one of the biggest Italian family company who um, produce and sell only or- organic wines
1: what do you um obviously this is a historic winery. for those of you who don't know um, it seems quite recent some of these are uh, estates um, uh, becoming organic but this really is an historic um, estate in terms of its um, organic organicness if you like it was all sort of organic before organics was even on the radar in terms of um, where where was the where was the idea where was the idea coming from to really break the wine down into something very, very elemental. So, you know, vegetarian-friendly, vegan-friendly, organic, etc.
0: When the current owner, Settimo Pizzolato joined the company with his father, he was studying uh, chemistry at university, approaching to what all the chemical products and pesticide uh, results could have affected the soil and the, the terroir and also customers' health. So when he uh, joined the company with his father, one of the, the focus that he uh, firstly uh, highlight to the father was, look, I'm going to join the company, but only if we are going to only manage it organically. So that was one of his uh, main desire. Um, this is not, as you correctly said before, this is not like a trend uh, because it's it's quite a recent trend in our market as in uh, foreign markets especially, Uh, a recent trend of organic, but Settimo Pizzolato was one of the pioneers in the organic farming because this is his philosophy. This is a, a life choice that he desired, like, very strong, strongly for the whole winery management, from the vineyards to the final bottle. And this is his philosophy that you can see it in our sustainable winery.
1: You also make, um, from 2007, the company started making wines without sulfites. And the idea of wines with no added sulfites is, seems quite a recent one. Um, but again, this estate was, a, was a, one of the pioneers of, of working that way. Why did they? Uh, why did the family decide to make a no sulfite wine, no added sulfite wine?
0: We we started in two thousand seven uh, due to the U.S. market. Uh, as you may know, the in in U.S. Um, organic wine could be declared a wine with a certain uh, quantity of sulfites. So under Uh, 10 uh, parts per million Uh, that was um, uh, a specific request from that market in which we we approached actually our wines since 1994 so we were already there with our with other wines but then it started the, the strong desire also to go beyond and and that was mainly uh, through that market in which we started with a Cabernet, without added sulfites. And then we implemented the line following the great success that, from the beginning, uh, the Cabernet uh, had in the U.S. market. And then we spread it also in other markets, uh, the whole line now is covered by the Cabernet without added sulfides, then a Merlot, no added sulfides, a red blend, Merlot and Cabernet, uh, and then a Prosecco, a sparkling Prosecco DOC Brut, no added sulfides. All of them are still uh, exported to the United States, and uh, we are also seeing an increasing Interest in the no sulfites also from the customers of other markets and of our national markets
1: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the America was kind of ahead of um, other countries in in delineating um, delineating, I should say, um, organic wines and organic wines that didn't contain any added sulfites. Uh, and obviously, um, this company has been very ahead of the game by by looking at, looking at that and and developing. The wines that would fit that particular niche um so again again this estate the pizzolato is very much um you know this idea of um organics being a little bit sleepy um, but this estate has always been ahead of the game and what other what other ranges have you got that uh um, successful ranges have you got
0: mm-hmm. we um, one of the like the best sellers in our range is our sparkling DOC prosecco extra dry this cover also like a, a full uh, sparkling prosecco DOC line uh, that also combines like a, a sparkling prosecco DOC brute and the new release, the sparkling Prosecco DOC Rosé. So uh, the sparkling DOC ExaDry, the Prosecco ExaDry, uh, has been for several years the best sellers in the Swedish market. so we reached up more than two millions of bottles only in that uh, market. And it is now like seeing a great success all over Europe. Uh, and also uh, overseas, and the last one, the the new release, the Prosecco Doc Rosé, uh, which um, we have released since last November, vintage 2019, and then we approached to the new vintage 2020 from the beginning of this year, is is actually seeing a great success too. This is one of the Um, the most successful of of this year, uh, being a Prosecco and also following the rosé trend of several markets, especially abroad. Uh, Let me also add uh, among all the best sellers, like a sparkling rosé of our line called Muse that we have launched in 2019. Uh, Muse is a double concept. Muse as Muse inspirational art and beauty, but also Muse as multi-use. So the the concept behind this line was to give a second life to the bottle once the consumer had the chance to uh, enjoy the content. So you can see it is like a very precious and exclusive glass with kind of diamonds all around. And the idea is, uh, as our philosophy, is to be sustainable uh, 360 degrees. So not not only because of the organic certifications, but also as a a daily commitment also in our packaging. The the Muse line embraced this kind of commitment. So the idea is to not waste the bottle after... Uh, after drinking the wine but giving a second chance as a bottle of water or uh, a flower vase or like a candle so just to, uh, to express also with these choices our philosophy. Hey guys, this is a brief intermission to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Ferro Wine, the largest wine store in Italy since 1920. We are delighted to have them on board and thank them for their generous support and our new t-shirts. Find out more on italianwinepodcast.com.
1: Now back to the show. Just a quick word on sparkling wines. Champagne, for example, is statistically effectively the least, the least organic wine region statistically of all the great wine regions of the world and um, just seeing the trend that are going on in the Prosecco arena, is there seem to be more and more organic or even biodynamic sparkling wines. Is that, is that sort of trend that you're very well tuned into as a company?
0: Yes, I can confirm you that the trend of organic also in, in the Italian viticulture is, uh, is really increasing in the last, in the last years. This is a, um, basically a customer request. So we are seeing more and more uh, health-conscious um, and eco-conscious uh, consumers that are asking for like more organic wines, more no-sulfide added wines. So this is something that the market is asking for and we are uh, actually strong now of our long-term experience in this sense. We have 40 years of experience in the organic farming this year. We are celebrating it with uh, a great proud. let me say. And also not keeping uh, at the stage that we have reached during these 40 years, but still looking at the future with uh, lots of project in this sense to go beyond the organic. Two minutes just to talk. Uh, to you about our PV project. PV is uh, the German acronym um, for like fungus-resistant varietals. And these varietals, we started this, um, this researches and project in 2016. This is bringing us to have several new um, varietals that allows us to decrease the number of treatments in the vineyards. In, in our organic farming uh, management, we are allowed to use sulfur and copper in a determined quantities per hectare per year. We wanted, especially in some sensitive spaces in villages close to our area, to plant these resistant varietals. Uh, We started in 2016 and we planted the first plants in 2017. We had nearly four hectares and we reached out in 2020, um, 16 hectares. So uh, this is is actually what we are really uh, believing in uh, as the future of organic. Uh, these these varietals are crossing between uh, American varietals and European varietals. The first ones are very strong in in struggling the main diseases of the wine, uh, while the European varietals, the Vitis vinifera, are very are carrying a lot of interesting characteristics, organolectic characteristics that are preserved in these new varietals. The idea is to have a new experience. That's why we choose for these wines that we have, that currently are um, uh, fermented in bottle, white one, uh, ancestral method, a pet nut, called Opa, and I will later on uh, explain to you the uh, the meaning of these uh, strange names. Then we have the Urra, which is the uh, a pet nut, a rosé, pet nut, fermented in bottle. Then we have a white, white still wine called wakal, and then Contiki, which is a, a red blend, no added sulfites. Uh, if I uh, explain to you the uh, and tell you the name of the varietals, uh, like Johanniter, Bronner, uh, Prior, maybe for the majority of our um, of the people who are listening to us, it doesn't mean anything. Also the, the fantasy name that we have chosen, but the project behind is that we approach into a, a new journey, a journey into a new planet in which we need to um, taste this kind of wines in a different way. So with new, a new concept with new characteristics, like with new, uh, it's a new experience. And that's why we call, we used to, um, we, we choose these kind of names uh, as like a journey. So we start with a wakai, which means journey in the Asian etymologies, uh, through the means of transport, which is the kontiki, a raft used by Thor on his expedition. Uh, from South America to Polynesia, to go to the final destination, Opa, the Patanat, the White Patanat, uh, and then the free shout of the crew once we arrived into the planet, in the PV planet, is Ura. So this is a long, um, a long journey that is going to change. Let me say. Because we, we just started, we started five years ago, so there's a lot of things to discover. Um, so this is uh, our journey to go beyond the organic.
1: How much of a, of a difference does it make in terms of the cost of farming uh, a hectare of vineyards between uh, normal grape varieties in like I don't know Cabernet or Chardonnay and the disease resistant uh, crossings that you have?
0: I will not go deeply into the real costs, but let me say that from our uh, experience, um, the, the resistant varietals are giving us uh, great results from the beginning in terms of, um, in terms of resistance to the main uh, fungal diseases. That means also decrease the number of treatments, as I told you before. And that means also decreasing the times in which the tractor need to go into the vineyards to treat and to maintain the vineyards. That means from like final results, uh, decreasing costs and uh, decreasing uh, uh, environmentally impact in this sense as well.
1: Yeah, soil compaction. Welcome is a big issue in um, in all types of viticulture, not just organic viticulture. But uh, you know, by not having to use the tractor so much, you're making a very very big saving, and you're um, you're helping your vineyard as well. I think these varieties that um, often have odd names, uh, these interspecific hybrids, is their technical term. Um, but for me, they're very much part of the future of wine because uh, we can't carry on burning fossil fuels for luxury. Um, products like wine and wine is a luxury product um, we need to find ways of, of getting into the vineyard less often uh, and more decisively and more economically acceptable with economic um, benefits and, and environmental benefits so you're very much ahead of the game I think have you got a particular wine that you like that is from an interspecific uh, crossing or a hybrid what are your favorite wines just give us some of the names of the grapes and then what they taste of
0: um let me say that the favorite one for me is now the, the last released is the Ura, It's a, a, um, a pet nut made from Prior grape, uh, 100% of Prior. It has um, an eye-catching pink color. It's super amazing color. That's why we, uh, we, we started using Prior only for the red wines. for for the Contiki for example but then we saw the great potential also from a color point of view and this is amazingly pink Uh, and it has like um, kind of a tropical characteristics so you can like perceive some tropical fruits on the nose then uh, pomegranate so it's very uh, easy drinking is uh, refreshing and just thinking about this hot summer, we are just approaching here in Italy. This is the perfect sipper for any aperitif in this summer season.
1: Okay, so um, what's the next project you have lined up for Cantina
0: So there's an upcoming uh new opening here in pizzolato one of the 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 main project is um, uh, a new wine bar that we are building close to the winery inside the the estate and this is going to complete an already good hospitality offer that we are uh, already um, giving to to visitors and to our customers so ideally, when the, when the winery has been built, the idea was like to be more transparent to the customers who are uh, searching for uh, sincere producers and faces behind the glass they're tasting. And in this sense, combined to the already um, existing winery visits and guided tastings and vineyards, picnics that we are offering, we will now uh, complete this hospitality offer with a wine bar to give uh, an incredible customer wine experience 100 percent sustainable to join our wines close to our our sustainable vineyards so this is like a upcoming uh, project that is going to take place next autumn so let me invite you all to visit the winery and then to join the, the new wine bar when it's going to be be ready and to live a 100% organic wine experience in Pizzolato.
1: But you get lots of winemakers contacting you about um, how you've gone about your, obviously your history, but, um, you know, step by step, the organics and then um, the disease resistant varieties. You must get a lot of uh, inquiries from people.
0: Yes, we have. Um especially um, in, in the last years. So what we are seeing is that there's more conscious consumers uh, who are um, more uh, like healthy conscious in this sense while choosing uh, food and wine. And what we saw, especially in the last year, uh, after the pandemic affected the whole world, uh, people are more and more sensitive in this sense and are more careful also of what they are choosing. So they're asking more and more to see uh, how we behave daily, how we manage our winery, and who are the people behind the bottles. And this is an increasing uh, request we are having, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that wineries with a story to tell that is uh, an authentic story and has common sense behind it in terms of making better quality wine using less or lower inputs. Um, it's a pretty hard um, thing to, to criticize. And um, obviously you're going to be on the, I think on the right side of uh, history, and you've been doing it for, uh, for many, many years as a, as a winery. And if anybody hasn't heard of this winery, you should really get to know it because it's been an absolute pathfinder uh, in the international um, organic and biodynamic arena uh, for many, many years. And um, keeping it simple, and working using lots of common sense. Francesca Coppola, thank you very much for uh, giving us a little window into the world of the Cantina Pizzolato. It's an outstanding estate, um, and we wish you and everybody involved with the estate continued
0: success. Thank you, Monty. Thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about our organic winery, and we will wait for you as soon as possible here in our sustainable estate.
1: That's very kind. Take care.